Welcome to 5D Full Disclosure. This is Aurora and this is the Astrology Archetype series. So for many of you who don't know, I have been studying, practicing um, astrology for probably 15, 16 years now. And it is always evolving. You know, for the first probably like 10 years of my astrological learning and practicing, I, of course, you learn all of the basics, right? And you start to learn how astrology works, what the science of it is, what the art of it is, because I think that it's both a science and an art. So it's both left brain and right brain, because there are, um, you know, logical interpretations and you have to kind of understand the, <clears throat> there's degrees and there's synastry and, you know, it's, it's very science-based and of course they incorporate astronomy and the study of the movement of the stars and the planets and all of that. But practicing astrology and practicing the art of understanding how the planets and us work together and it is an art form because every astrologer is going to interpret <clears throat> planets and signs and transits in a different way right based on our perspective and our experience and our intuition so it's very much an art form and it's why I love it because it can be interpreted in so many different ways there's no right or wrong answer in astrology when we're trying to learn how to understand it and I think for many years, you know, in ancient cultures, when astrology was first becoming a science and an art form, you know, it started out with when we look back at kind of the more simplistic ways of living, right, where there wasn't a lot of technology at the time, they were simply studying nature, you know, how, at least from what we know, because of course there's so many things that are not told to us and that are left out of history, but <clears throat> just in a general sense, we know that the more like primitive, like simplistic societies, they were living as one with nature. They didn't have technology or, you know, they didn't have a phone to tell them what the weather was going to be like that day. <laughs> um, they didn't have Google to look up, you know, when, <laughs> when certain groups of animals were going to migrate at certain times and when's the best time of year to plant this crop. They didn't have any of that. So astrology was a way for, I feel, cultures and civilizations and societies to understand the rhythms of Mother Earth, because the rhythms of Mother Earth are intertwined with the rhythms of the stars and the planets. And of course, there could be a whole nother conversation about whether or not there's actually other planets, or whether we're all under one dome, and it's just different lands. It doesn't really matter, right? It, at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. But they started trying to understand nature, the cosmos, you know, we are the micro to the macro. So when we start to understand Mother Earth and her rhythms and her cycles and nature, we start to understand the cosmic cycles as well, because they are intertwined. You know, for instance, they didn't have calendars. So they understood that the sun 
would rise at a certain point in the day. They understood when the sun was at its highest point, when it was at its lowest point, that was how they would track what we call a day, right? There was no clocks, there was no watches. They understood that the moon went through her different cycles. She has a 28-day cycle just like the feminine do. We are representations of these planets, right? And of these cycles. Again, we are the micro to the macro. And they would, they would observe, right, how weather patterns would change, seasons would change. And through understanding those movements, <clears throat> they would know when winter was coming, right, or when spring was coming, when to plant their crops, when to harvest their crops. This was all based on observation of the cycles of nature and the cycles of the cosmos, and how that incorporated into everyday life. So in many ways, <clears throat> those more primitive civilizations were much more advanced than we are um, because they were so in tune with the cycles. We are so out of tune right now as a, a whole, as, a, as a, a world, right? We are so out of tune with nature with the natural cycles of life. And we are so out of tune with the cosmic cycles because as we became more quote unquote advanced, <clears throat> we started relying more on linear logical thinking, on analyzation. We started relying more on technology. We started relying more on, um, <clears throat> I guess, higher states of learning which higher states of learning and what we now call like, you know, advanced education, right? Or graduate school or experts. Well, what they're missing is that they, they kind of miss the live, the observation becomes a living modality. If you just study something all the time, but you're not actually living it, breathing it, applying it to your everyday life, then it's empty knowledge. You're basically memorizing information and then you're regurgitating it. That is not wisdom. True wisdom is when you observe something, you learn through observation, you learn through doing it, you learn through applying it, you learn through living it. That's true wisdom because it comes from experience. And that's what the ancient cultures had. They had a wisdom that came from the experience of working with the cycles, both the cycles of earth and the cycles of the cosmos. So in many ways, they had a lot more wisdom than we do as a, what we call a modern society. We're so out of tune with it all. <clears throat> so astrology as the original art form, you know, then they started to be able to study the movements of the stars and the movements of the planets. And they would, over thousands of years, you know, would discover that certain events would happen during certain cosmic cycles. And those are things that can't be disputed. You can call it a coincidence, but nothing in the universe is coincidental. It's what we call synchronistic. A, a synchronicity simply means that you are in the present moment and there is a coinciding event that happens when you're in the present moment because all of creation is also in the present moment. 
So it's these divine synchronicities that occur and it's not a coincidence. Somewhere along the line, astrology became like debunked as this just like woo-woo thing. And frankly, I think it's completely ignorant. Like, yes, you know, we, we have kind of the uh, mundane astrology, which kind of took off, I believe, in like the 70s and 80s, where they started doing like horoscopes, you know, like in the newspaper and things like that. And that kind of became this very like pop culture-y, um, mundane type of astrology that is just very generalized. <clears throat> and I think that that gave astrology itself kind of this bad name because people believed that it was just this kind of like woo-woo, you know, uh, insignificant, irrelevant uh, practice. And it is it is ignorant because the study of the stars is the study of ourselves. So I wanted to start this introduction by just talking a little bit about that, about the history of astrology and how it was utilized. Um, you know, a lot of the prophecies that we have, you know, when we look back at like the Hopi prophecy, um, the Mayan prophecies, the Incan prophecies, things like that, they were based on the movement of the stars. They were based on the synchronistic movement of the planets and the constellations. That is how they created their prophecies and their calendars. So it is the irony that people think astrology is a joke but yet their current calendars are based on astrology. <laughs> the current calendar that they are so attached to and the, the watches that we have and the clocks that we run our lives by are based on astrology. Um, so that's the irony there. Um, but it is a beautiful practice. Um, I believe that the constellate, again, no matter how, what we think about whether we're in a dome, whether we're in a solar, it doesn't matter, right? When we look at the planets and at the constellations, they are living representations of us, micro to macro. So they are archetypes. That is what they represent. The planets are archetypes of us. The constellations, also known as the signs, they are also archetypes of us. They are all archetypes of consciousness, micro to macro. And... If we understand that, then we come to not only be able to work with the movements of the stars and the planets on a very organic level, right? It's not to try to predict things, but it's to be aware that certain shifts and changes and seasons will always come with the movement of the cosmic cycles. And if we have awareness of that, then we move organically with those cycles. We allow them to support us, right? Instead of kind of fighting against the cycles, we work with the cycles. We once again return to being a part of nature rather than separate from it. So that's how I look at the planets, right? Um, I think the best analogy to give is <clears throat> when we look at our current, what we call solar system, right? And we're just going to use the there's a lot of other planets um, and there's many asteroids as well. Asteroids is a whole nother conversation um, that we'll maybe get to at a later time, but we're just going to focus on the main planetary aspects because that is what we base astrology charts on. This is what I 
use to practice the art of kind of understanding someone's blueprint and the archetypes they carry and the kind of life lessons and purpose and destinies that they came in that's all very beautifully charted in the birth chart um so the solar system if we just look at the basic planets right if we just focus on those the 10 solar system planets currently pluto was demoted but i'm still going to include him for purposes of this series um you are a solar system so if you imagine again that you are a micro to the macro Every planet represents an archetype. Now, the planets differ from the signs in that, to me, the planets are modalities. They are ways of expressing energy, and they all serve a different purpose. So imagine you have all these different parts of self that are seeking expression, right? Every part of yourself holds a different expression, holds a different purpose, right? Um, We can even relate it to things like we have a physical body, we have an emotional body, we have a mental body, we have a spiritual body, we have an etheric body. All of those bodies serve a different purpose. They express energy in a different way. We can also look at this as all of the organs in the body, all of the organs and the different uh, aspects of the physical body, such as tissues, tendons, bones, organs, uh, blood, cells, DNA, all of that, right? Those are all different modalities of energy. They all serve a different purpose, yet they work all together. That's exactly like the solar system. You have a solar system within you. So the solar system that lives within you, and we'll get to all of the different planets and the signs and what they correlate to, but Imagine yourself, your chakra system, right, being a solar system. All of the chakras do correspond to different planets. They serve different purposes. They express energy differently and they have to work together. Otherwise, we have, we will create damage to any one of our bodies. So the sun, the moon, the earth, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, those all exist within you. What, and you can, you can think about that however you want. You can relate them to the chakras. You can relate them to organs or different parts of the body. You can relate them to the different types of bodies, physical, emotional, mental, etc. It's all one thing. So you are a solar system. So the more you understand how those planets, how their modalities work, you'll start to understand yourself more as well because we all have those same planetary archetypes within us. Now, the signs or the constellations, those are also archetypes. Now, when I read a chart, I explain charts in a particular way where if you look at your chart, there are three factors to a chart. If you've never looked at your birth chart, I highly recommend you doing so. Um, But there are three factors to a chart. One is the planets, which we just talked about. They represent different archetypes, different modalities of energy within your solar system, your personal solar system. The signs or the blue archetypal blueprints is what I refer to them as. Those are different archetypes of consciousness. So the planets are the how. They are modalities. How is this energy being expressed? What is its purpose? Okay, so the planets are the how. 
the signs or the archetypes of consciousness are the what. What is being expressed? What is the vibe? What are the themes of this sign? What are the different roles of the sign, right? That's the what. The third factor is the houses. So when you look at an astrology chart, you'll see they have all these pie slices. There's 12 pie slices or houses that correlate to the 12 signs. Each of those houses represents a different area of life. So the houses are the where. Where in life is this energy being most directed? So you have the how, the what, and the where. The planet, the sign, and the house. That gives you a very unique and specific interpretation of you, of how your solar system's working, of what archetypes you're carrying, and where they are best utilized, where they are being directed and being expressed. We are all <clears throat> mini galaxies within ourselves. Now, once we understand that and we start to observe and understand how the, the cycles of the planets are working, right? The planets all have different cycles in which um, they move. Some planets move very quickly. Some planets move more slowly. We have retrogrades, all that kind of jazz. And depending on where the current planets are transiting, it's what we call a transit, where they're currently placed in the sky, they are going to interact with your solar system and your blueprint in a very specific way, okay? So your birth chart is a blueprint. It is your personal universal blueprint that lives within you. You will have all three factors. You will have the planets that are lying in particular signs in particular houses. And when we line up with the planets in the sky, those transits are going to move through our blueprint at different times in different ways. They are going to make different aspects to our solar system. Aspects is a whole nother topic that isn't necessarily important, but they're going to interact with your solar system in different ways. So like I said, astrology is this combination of science and art. It's a combination of the left and right brain. And so it's also a combination of both fate and destiny. <clears throat> astrology is a living paradox. And there are fated events, right? And then there are destined events, and those are different. But when you understand your blueprint, you understand how your universe is working, and how it's lining up with the macro, <clears throat> you will start to notice and you'll start to be able to see that certain events in your life usually, almost always, <laughs> happened at a time when the cosmos were lining up with your blueprint in a particular way. So it's faded in that way because we all come in into incarnation at the exact time and place that gives us a particular blueprint that sets us up for a particular fate. So in a way, there are very much fated events in our life. They were destined to happen. We choreographed them that way from the micro to the macro. It's hard to imagine how intricate these designs are, but remember your higher self is infinite. So when we're in the etheric, the higher self 
and source. It's infinite in its intelligence in the way that it sets this up. We don't have to fully understand all that. But there are fated events. But at the same time, there are destiny events. There is a destiny that you help co-create based on understanding that through the cosmic cycles and the way it interacts with your blueprint, you can make certain choices. The choices are always you move with the energy or you move against it, <clears throat> right? The, that's always the choices. And so a lot of times in our lives when we're unaware of this, we move against the energy unconsciously because we don't know what's happening. And this is why I think astrology is so important to understand. It's, it's not just this hippie woo-woo shit. It's literally understanding the way that your blueprint is being utilized by the cosmos. And so when we come to these different, sometimes challenging points along our way, and sometimes these amazing blessing points along our way, we can make higher choices by knowing how the transits are interacting with us, how our blueprint is being utilized in that moment, how our solar system is working. We can make higher choices, which means we are able to co-create our destiny. And it's not all just faded events. It's a paradox. It's both. It's both left and right brained. It's both science and art. It's a paradox. It's not one or the other. It's both. So I will be going through with this series um, and I'm just going to be talking about my feelings, my observations and my intuitions about the evolution of all of these archetypes. And so what I mean by that is astrology is so intertwined with consciousness. Um, for instance, like we talked about the in the more primitive states, right? All they could really track at that time was the sun and the moon, the luminaries, because that's what they could see. They couldn't see other planets. They could just see the sun and the moon. So the sun and the moon as archetypes was all that the primitives could embody, right? They were only embodying sun and moon energy, right? Which is the basics of the yang and the yin, the basics, basics of masculine feminine. Now, as technology advanced and they were able to see other planets and track their movements, we started evolutionizing. It's all intertwined. So the discovery of Mercury, for instance, Mercury is the planet of intelligence, of both learning and communication. Now, if we look back at history, I wouldn't be surprised if the discovery of Mercury was very much intertwined with a boom in intelligence, where we started creating language, where we started being able to read and write and communicate on a higher level, right? The, the planets will always give us the archetypes and the next evolution when we are ready to receive them. Venus and Mars, when they were discovered, that led to a whole new level of masculine and feminine energy. Archetypes that we were then ready to embody because we were going through evolution, right? When we get to planets like Jupiter and Saturn, that changed the whole game. If you look at historical astrology, it's very interesting. The most recent discoveries 
right, are the most interesting because they're in our more recent time period where we can see this a little bit more. The discovery of Uranus was, I believe, in the late 1700s. Um, and that coincided with big changes in our social, political, economic landscape. Uranus is evolution. Uranus is advancements in both technology and thinking outside the box of innovation and of revolution also. So you'll, of course, notice that the American Revolution, the French Revolution, etc., happened around a time when Uranus was discovered. Again, you can call it a coincidence, but it's not. Those archetypes were ready to be embodied within humanity. When Neptune was discovered, which was in the 1800s, we had a huge boom in esoteric uh, learning. There was a big boom around esoteric knowledge, ancient practices, magic, spirituality, all the things that Neptune rules. It also rules diseases. We had a huge boom in major diseases. Now, the most recent discovery, again, was Pluto, who was discovered in 1930. Pluto's archetype has changed the entire landscape of life since 1930 because that archetype was ready to be embodied. So every time we discover a new planet, a new asteroid, etc., that archetype begins of consciousness begins integrating into us. The more we discover, the more we evolutionize, we expand, we only will discover something when we are ready to embody it. We currently work off the 12 zodiac signs. Are there more constellations? Absolutely. But until those come into everyday awareness, those archetypes are not quite ready to integrate. A lot of people talk about the 13th zodiac sign, Ophiuchus. Is Ophiuchus integrating into humanity's consciousness? Yes, slowly but surely but not until it's widely recognized that will signal that humanity is ready to embrace and integrate that archetype. Ophiuchus is a very powerful archetype. So that's kind of <clears throat> why we need to understand all these things because as we start evolutionizing, and we are evolutionizing, the planets and the signs are evolutionizing along with us. So my point is that it is not until something is brought to our awareness in these human vessels on this plane that the energy will start integrating as such. Now that we have a much higher awareness of the planets and the signs and, and the houses and the modalities, the planets and the signs are going through transformation and rebirth just like humanity is because they are mirrors for us. They are the macro to the micro. So we're going through a huge evolution. So are they. So a lot of the old interpretations of the planets and like what their purpose is and what their archetype is and the signs are outdated because they were based on the ego. A lot of the uh, <laughs> interpretations of these planets and signs were, were developed from our understanding, right? Which for the last 27,000 years, we've been in the ego programmed mind. So we were interpreting these through that lens. Now we are experiencing a collective ego death. And so we're going to start 
really being able to understand and embody the higher archetypes of these planets and signs, and we're releasing the lower ones. They have served their purpose up until now that we have been limited in our understanding. So of course, most people were always embodying the lower archetypes because we all were in the dark, we're in the ego. Now we're having a rebirth into these beautiful higher archetypes, which is what I'm going to be covering. So I'm going to go through the archetypes of each planet, the signs, talk about the different, you know, the evolution of them and kind of what they mean now. And, and, and I just wanted to mention the final, when you're looking at your chart or when you're trying to understand <clears throat> the signs, especially there are two categories currently of the way we interpret the signs. One is by element. So the four elements of nature are earth, fire, air, and water. <clears throat> all of the zodiac signs fall into one of those four elements. Those are all the elements of nature. Obviously, spirit would be the fifth element. Um, so there are three zodiac signs that fall into each of the elements. So there are three earth signs, three water signs, three air signs, and three fire signs. Now within those elements, there's a second category and it is the type of sign. One type of sign is called a mutable sign. It's known as a flexible sign. So this is the way the energy works. Mutable or flexible means just that. It means that that sign is very good at change, adaptability. They often like to kind of try different things, experiment. Um, this is what keeps us all balanced. We need all four elements to be balanced and we need all four modalities to be balanced. Being flexible and adaptable and resourceful, that's a very important um, modality, a type of, of sign. They're very open, right? So let me just start with the elements. I'll just name them just to give you guys an idea. So the three earth signs are going to be Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. So those are the three earth modalities. The three water modalities are Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. The three air modalities are Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. And the three fires are Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. So we have the mutable signs. They're very open. They're open to new experiences. They're open to learning. They're open to changing. Okay. So the mutable signs, you have one in each category of elements. So the mutable earth is Virgo. <clears throat> the mutable water is Pisces. The mutable air is Gemini. And the mutable fire is, now I just blanked, is Sagittarius. <laughs> um, next, we go to the cardinal signs. Cardinal signs are leadership signs. We need these too. If everybody was just kind of going with the flow and, and, you know, kind of just blowing with the wind, we wouldn't have any direction. So the cardinal signs are who takes initiative. They usually have the vision. They take action. They take initiative. They are leaders by design. Someone has to be directing the energy, right? Again, there is one cardinal sign in each element. Cardinal earth, Capricorn. Cardinal water, Cancer. Cardinal Air, Libra. 
cardinal fire, Aries. And finally, we have the fixed signs. And the fixed signs also are very important because we have leadership, we have the flexible signs, but then we have to have something in between. <clears throat> the fixed signs are what keeps the foundation solid because the leaders are always pointing in a new direction. They're always starting something new. They're directing the energy forward. They are what keeps us moving progressively forward while the mutable signs are how we stay adaptable, how we stay learning and adjusting as we go. The fixed signs are kind of who takes up the caboose. They make sure that the foundation is solid. They, they keep our, our structures there in place because without a structure, without a container, all the energy would spill out. So they tend to be fixed. They like things to be consistent they like to create structure. They like to kind of hold down the fort, if you will. Again, one in each element. So fixed earth, Taurus. Fixed water, Scorpio. Fixed air, Aquarius. Fixed fire, Leo. So we'll be talking about each of these and the planets. I just wanted to give a little overview and kind of introduction of the series and how we're gonna, you know, move forward with it. So um, I hope this interests you guys. And if you have questions, you can always uh, message me. And of course, if you are ever, you know, wanting to dive into your blueprint, look at your chart, understand how you're co-creating your specific blueprint and how the transits are working with you. You can always book a session with me at 5dfulldisclosure.org under the sessions tab, and we dive deep into that. So I love you guys, and I'll be back soon.